Dude. All right. Well, welcome to the Jesse show. <laughs> this me. is a story. Uh, this is a podcast of Jesse the dog. Hey, Jesse. That's me. You're probably wondering how I got into this situation. <laughs> so, um, since my child was so upset that I was doing this without her, um, doing what? The podcast. What podcast? Because she is. What podcast? Oh, you haven't heard of them? They're yeah. a true crime and paranormal podcast called What's with the Neighbors. Oh, they're a great podcast. They sound great. Oh, they, they have so a a character named Amy. Oh, and another one named Bree. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's a great show, guys. 4.8 stars on iTunes. So. Which we don't know who gave us the low star, but yeah, yeah, we're yeah. coming after you. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Rude. Yeah. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. They didn't say anything. They just did they the star. They didn't say anything. They just did the star. So, Elsa, leave us a review. Yeah. They're really helpful on That's, iTunes and you can do on Spotify, too. That is the best way I to show I think iTunes helps us more, though. Yeah. and Or Apple, I should say. Um. So your daughter. So yeah, Charlotte was mad that she couldn't come. Sure. And so I was like, I was like, you can't be on the podcast. You're too little. You can't listen to this. You're going to have nightmares if you listen to it. Right. And so I was like, what if we do like a special like kid friendly, even like for Patreon where we can let other, I don't know, other people be involved or we do like kid type story. I don't know. But it's just an idea that I'm going to start, like, working on and building I on. I love that. And maybe Alice and the girls can help. Yeah. It would be complete chaos, probably, because oh, of my absolutely. children. But, you know. I would love that, though. <clears throat> that would be so much fun. Also, Charlotte stopped in the middle of her gymnastics on her beam because we thought that she had to go to the bathroom. And she got down and she came over to the stairs where we were. And she's like, hey, mom and dad, what are we having for dinner today? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be so mad. I was like, get back over there. What are you doing? And then me and Josh just look at each other. We just lose it. We're like, what? That is hilarious. She's silly. <laughs> She's almost five. So uh, I don't know who's going first this week, but I have a question. for. You. Oh, I have something I want to tell you. I think also. I went first last week, so I, I can go first or you can go first this week. Okay. But, oh, yeah. I have something I want to tell you, too. You go first. Okay. So this morning I woke up to someone like a notification from Venmo and it showed that this person I'm going to pull it up this person sent me his name was Robert Trifon he sent me $560 on Venmo mm-hmm. and I was like and the the reason just says doctor and so I was like Okay, obviously this person sent it, like, by mistake. Like, right. sent it to the wrong person. But I commented on it, and I was like, uh, thanks. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell Venmo until, like, later, obviously. But I, re- I commented on it. I said, uh, thanks. And then, like, two hours later, Venmo contacted me. They're like, we have to refund that person. I was like, okay. <laughs> so then... I commented on it again, and I said, "Ah, I wanted that money, sad face. <laughs> what type of April Fool's Day joke is this? <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen before on PayPal, where someone sent me, like, it was like $700. What? And I was like, what the heck? But 
me being the good, you know, and very yeah. scared person I am, I was like, hey, I immediately messaged him. I'm like, hey, I think this is a mistake. And also, like, I'm worried that, like, it's some kind of scam and I'm yes. going to get, like, yeah. in trouble for it or, like, if they're going to steal my money. And I'm like, hey, you just sent me this money and I think it was a mistake. And they're like, oh, my God, it was a mistake. And they're, like, contacting Venmo and stuff. And it, like, went back there and I'm like, son of a bitch. I I've, hate being such a good person. I, I've i uh, had people, I've accidentally sent money to people on accident through PayPal. Like oh. the wrong person and the person sent me the money back it was like oh 70, yeah you know like i did too 100 bucks but yeah yeah i was like um what kind of a joke is this what, what did you want to tell me <laughs> um so this morning josh and i were laying in bed and Char charlotte had already gotten up and she was out in the living room watching tv and i still have the baby monitor on because natalie's sleeping and she's got like we have the radio play in her room because yeah. it helps her sleep and it's on, like, super low, but we can usually hear what song they're on it if the volume's high on the right. monitor. And so we're in the room laying down and just talking or whatever, and we hear, like, the radio. And all of a sudden we hear an adult voice come in the room, in her room, and it says over the monitor, okay, I have to go to work now. And it sounds like a woman, a, a grown female woman, not Natalie. It did not sound like Natalie. And the music was still playing. And then... Natalie got up and said, Mom, I'm getting up. And we were like, where did that come from? It was really weird. It was the weirdest thing ever. <clears throat> and it wasn't part of the radio. No, absolutely not. Because there was still music. And then the guy who does the... I don't think it... I don't think it was on commercials. But regardless, I think the guy who does the commercials, there, it's always a guy that does the commercials. Right. But yeah. yeah. I don't know where that came from. But yeah, we heard female voice in Natalie's room. It really freaked us out, and but it sounded really whatever it was. It was nice. It was, and I was clear. like, yeah, it was clear as day. Like we thought someone was in. I got up immediately and ran in Natalie's room, and to go check on her. And I was like looking around to see if anyone's in there. It What's sounded that? like someone was in there. It did not sound like it was on the radio. It sounded like an actual person was in her room. Isn't that weird? Who's watching over Natalie and telling her she needs to go so, to work? No, they said they need to. It sounded like it was like someone like saying goodbye before they were right. leaving for yeah, work. That's what, uh, yeah, that's freaky. It freaked me out. Yeah, I know. Josh, too. Like, we were like, what did that? You need to where, save your house, we, dude. I, I mean, it wasn't anything scary or bad. That's like scary to me. Natalie didn't cry. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and like we have a monitor it's it's not like a monitor that picks up on frequencies right, I don't right, think it's right. like a private it's monitor a, it's a local one yeah and it's it's like on, not on my phone or anything so I don't think that would pick up anything maybe it would I don't know that's still terrible because it has an antenna that's weird though yeah it would have to be on the same channel so weird but like you don't even pick it's not like walkie yeah so I don't think that's it's just one signal to one signal. Yeah. And then, like, it downstairs, like, where the tenants are, uh -huh. it, def it absolutely would not have picked up down there. Yeah. Like, the only thing that we pick up down they there is, like, a really loud... Yeah, they don't go to work. They don't work. It's, like, a really loud sneeze or sometimes snoring. But usually we don't hear that through the monitor. It was really weird. Okay. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. What's my question? If you could be on a reality TV show, which one would you choose and why? Like a contest reality TV matter. show? Okay. Any reality um, TV Big show. Brother. 
because I that's a really cool show and all the competitions look super fun and it's just I don't know it would be really hard to be away from my family though yeah but at the same time I feel like Big Brother would be a really fun competition wise one that would be fun I don't know I don't watch a lot of reality tv other than the bachelor bachelorette i didn't watch this season and like not interested love is blind started a new season of that by the way pretty good so far um but yeah probably big brother what about you i have no idea not even the kardashians why would i want to maybe if i could be on the kardashians if i was a kardashian freaking rich right sure but yeah i'd want to be on big brother like you as brie you would want to be on big brother yep I don't know what one I would want to be on. And I would also want to win half a million dollars. So that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. I feel like I'd be really good at some of those competitions, but they look really easy on TV, of course. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. A lot of people say that. Maybe like, uh, what is, um, what is that? um, Amazing Race? They go all around the country? That'd be cool. Um, It's called Generation Gap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the one with fun. the parents and the kids? Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, but that's about it. Yep. I'm How, too young to What would you that. guys answer? Let us know. Yeah. If we remember to post it. If I remember to post it. Amazing Race, I mean, Survivor, yeah, yeah. all of those. Oh, the Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. I, I would love to get roasted and yelled at by Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, but do you know how to cook? <laughs> no <laughs> i'm out here making no making frozen uh, raviolis with charred salsa i think i already told it sauce. i think i already told you this on the podcast but i read a thing the other day or not long ago on like facebook or a video or something and they're like i have a uh psa for all the moms that are making their kids frozen foods for dinner that's just wrong you should heat it up first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <don't say> that. <laughs> Hashtag frozen foods, mom. Yep. I try my best. I, try, I include the vegetables and fruits. You got to do it. Yeah. yeah. My kids make me. They're healthy. I don't even do it myself. My kids make me. She, I asked <laughs> her what she wants. has a problem. I asked her what she wanted for dinner. So I was like, oh, we could have a junk food night. We can do whatever you want. It's like we could do chips and salsa because she loves salsa. Yeah. She's like, yeah, we should do that. But we should also do that thing where you made like... You cut all the vegetables, like the cucumber and the tomato and the ranch and the peppers. And I was like, you want a vegetable tray for dinner? She's like, yeah. I was like, cool. <laughs> cool. We could have junk food. Got and can we have that thing? Chips. With the, with the cucumbers, <laughs> the tomatoes. <laughs> it's my favorite joke. because we had a little Super Bowl. Super Bowl <laughs> night. So now she associates it with junk food. I could have a veggie tray. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets their own veggie tray. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, okay, so... Wow, that was a really singing voice. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, in Next Door, this is titled, It's Windy as Shit. Okay. Seriously, nonstop for a week, especially in our neighborhood. Someone please call the police about this. That's all. About the wind. As as they should. Yeah, like yeah. somebody needs to do something about that wind. Someone like get it under control. Fan. Like get in. Yeah. Maybe they should call the weatherman and have him fix it. Yeah, yeah. He needs to just do a different report. Also, I I know that some people do this, and it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, but, I just read another one. Anyway, um, <laughs> when someone says like, "Wow, it's raining so hard outside," and it's like, "Yep, we all can see it." 
We all we all see the same weather. My favorite is when an earthquake happens here and you see like 1,200 oh posts God. about like, did you feel that? Did anyone else feel that? <laughs> <laughs> and then now people have realized that that happened. So like on the Isles and Spouse page, people will be like, all right, let's hear the let's hear all the posts. <laughs> I love it. Where my earthquake posts at. Um, also, I never felt any of the earthquakes here. I felt two. And then one, one time, it was recently, I thought I felt an earthquake, and it wasn't an earthquake. So I'm like, is my ground just shaking what now? What was it? I don't know. Maybe it's a grater. I don't know what it could have been. Those graters just, are... Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story now. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, also, I hope you guys liked our story last week. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we... They already know. They do? Yeah. They, oh, yeah. We said at the end of the episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and the description in it is. Uh, yeah, the description has nothing to do with the stories <laughs> that we share. If you can tell us what store or what we're actually talking about in the description, you get bonus points. Yeah. Because we're keeping track now, apparently, of we are listeners and yeah. their points. You should. If you get up to a million points, you get. A magnet. A, a magnet. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can decipher what stories those stories are yeah. in the description and let us know, for real, I will I will send you something. Yeah. Maybe get a t-shirt. Yeah, maybe a t-shirt. Because, like, wow. I we have amazing. some extra t-shirts, actually. So Yeah. So, anyways. Okay, so I'm actually going to tell you about Belle Guinness. Like the beer? No. I mean, it's spelled like that. Does Guinness have what an I in it? No. Yeah, I think so. No, it's not spelled the same then. Okay. Um, But Belle was born in a little town in Norway. Now, this whole story takes place in like the 1800s and the 1900s. Mind you. Oh, dang. Yeah. You never do old story. You haven't done an old story in a while. I, I know. And I'm excited. Well, it's so Sorry. hard to find stuff mm-hmm. unless it's already been overdone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this, we're, we're taking it back there. Uh, her father's name was Peter Paulson, and he was a traveling magician. Oh, my God. The best job to have at that time. <laughs> <laughs> When Belle was so a child, <laughs> when a Belle, Belle was a child, her mother would also be involved. Um, they would just like put on this little performance and it's like a circus, but it's not because he's a magician. So I don't know what they're doing, but Belle would like walk on a tightrope. And so that's that, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Uh, her father would also work construction because. I'm going to guess that being a magician doesn't make a lot Probably, of money. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> but, can't literally make magic or money appear out of thin air. Now, wouldn't that be cool? That would be awesome. We would all be magicians. Yeah. Um, the family was very frugal with their money, though. They were very tight with how they spent the money. Um, they would just save, 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 save. So they would constantly save I don't know why I repeated it twice. They constantly would save every penny, nickel and dime that they didn't need to spend. And this would actually allow them to retire earlier. Okay, that's cool. Smart. Which is really nice for Belle. She was a teenager by the time that they retired. And so, you know, that was really exciting for them. After retirement, they decided to purchase a small farm in Salbu, Norway. 
and they were farmers. Belle wanted to move on to like a bigger and better life. She's like, I don't like this farm life. So she's like, hmm, where can I get a bunch of money? So she's like, I'm going to move to the United States. All right. So Freedom. She, <laughs> she moved to the United States in 1981 um, in search for wealth. What? Okay. Did I say 1981? 1881. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's not. Oh, yeah. I guess that would be. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> she lived for a really whoa. long time. <laughs> but, and now she's dead. <laughs> now she's finding her new life. <laughs> in 1881 um, is when she moved to the United States. So Belle moves to Illinois. And while she was there, she met a Swedish man, and his name was Mads Albert. And this is about two years after moving to America, and she decides that they're going to get married. So they did. And they lived in Chicago, and they decided to open up their own candy store. <gasps> Fun! I know. I want a candy store. I know. So the business was doing okay, but after a couple months, it, like, really slowed down. And um, it wasn't booming anymore. So they were like, we're not making a profit. We need to figure something out. But then one night, a couple months after this candy store had opened, a fire broke out. Oh, and the no. candy store was completely burned down. Oh, it's like the factory explosion. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. Oh. Did you hear about that? Is the Her I think it's the Hershey factory because someone said they... Was that it, recently? I, yeah, I just saw the notification this morning because Josh used to live near it. But uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure if it was the Hershey factory because I couldn't figure out which one it was. But one of the people that were victim of it um, said that they wouldn't have survived if they wouldn't have fallen into a vat of chocolate. So Are you kidding me? Yeah, so I was like, I can only assume that that's likely the Hershey factory. And it's really sad. A lot of people died. They... It's really sad. They survived because they fell in a yeah, thing of chocolate. because they didn't get on fire because they were like submersed in chocolate. liquid chocolate. That sounds so fake. Chocolate. I know it, it does. I was reading it to Josh this morning. That is crazy. It's not funny at all. That's it's really sad. Yeah. As I think like 14 people died. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, back to more really sad news. <laughs> I guess um so their candies, their candies burned down you think it smelled good sorry anyway i want to say <laughs> yes and no like, like maybe, at first and then it's just too burnt yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm th like i'm picturing like a, a roasted marshmallow same smell. <laughs> the yeah. whole town's like man it smells good out here <laughs> yeah the candy store on fifth is on fire <laughs> <laughs> Um, so luckily nobody was hurt. Uh, mad, her husband was, he was irritated. So the insurance people come out and they're like inspecting everything as they would. Um, and the officials decided to investigate and find out what the cause of the fire was. While the insurance officials were looking for what caused the fire, they didn't find they didn't find anything that seemed out of the ordinary. So they're like, all right, must have been an accident. And they paid the married couple. Mad had a life insurance policy that was about to expire. So he's like, all right, I got to purchase another one. But there was two days where the policies overlapped. So if he happened to die in those two days, uh, Bell would be able to cash out on both of them. Oh, 
So, like, he's like, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so Matt's like, yeah, my life insurance policy is going to expire, so I got to get another one. Oh, that's, yeah, there's two days where they overlap, and, and Belle's like, huh. Interesting. Weird. So, uh, how crazy is this? Matt just happened to die on Whoa. one of those two days. I was not crazy expecting that. coincidence. I oh know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so, Belle said that Matt had come home from work and that he had a really bad headache. And since he's such a hard worker, she's like, I'm just going to let him go lay down. And Belle said that she just felt so awful for him. I mean, her poor husband, just working so hard. Mm -hmm. So um, she was like, let me take care of you. Belle ended up giving him some quinine powder, which I looked that up, and it's for malaria. So I'm not sure. Maybe it was like a jack-of-all-trades type of thing. Maybe. But, like, everything I was reading had everything to do with malaria. And I was like, <laughs> I think you gave him the wrong thing. <laughs> He has a headache. He is not <laughs> dying of malaria. Here, here's this. I, I just have a headache. But maybe like back then it was like kind of like uh, uh, ibuprofen or yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, like a fix it all. Know. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah. So um, she gave him this and, and then Belle said that when she came back into the room to check on him, he wasn't breathing. He was dead. And Belle was like, shocked. He just had a simple headache. Oh, my God. So, so crazy. Thought he had malaria. <sighs> Probably. <laughs> um, so it was ruled that Mads had died from heart failure, but his relatives were like, no, there's no way he died from heart failure. They truly believe that he was poisoned. He, he lived a very happy and healthy life. There's just no way he would die from heart failure. So it, it was a little strange, and the family wanted more answers. Um, the day after Mads' death, Bell collected $8,000 from both of the life insurance policies, like to, combined, it was eight thousand dollars. I bet that's a lot of money nowadays. In today's money, okay, it's two hundred and eighty-six thousand five hundred and fourteen dollars and twenty-nine cents. Oh man, you she can buy is, yourself a new car. She's talking about living or rich, a carriage. Free. I don't know, whatever, Sh whatever you ride in, you could carriage. you could buy a zebra to ride on, Bell. You can buy the beast. Not not even a painted zebra either. Mm -mm, no. Or painted donkey. <laughs> you could buy the real deal. You could buy the real deal. <laughs> so the family, you know, had asked for Mad's body to be exhumed because they wanted to see what really, what the cause of the death was. But for reasons unknown, that never happened. Um, then, coincidentally, Brie, the house that she shared with Mad's, it burned down also. Oh, my God. Gosh, this woman is just she is one tragedy after another. She is so unlucky. Yeah, poor Belle. Um, the insurance policy was the insurance company was like, okay, what's going on out here? So they come out and they do an investigation of what caused the fire, but they found no proof of fraud. So the insurance policy followed through, paid her out on the claim. So Belle just got money from her husband dying, the candy store burning down, and her home burning down. Dang. So I guess, like, when she wanted to, like, live out this lifestyle of wealth in America. Oh, she, she did it. She did it. Yeah. So Belle's getting a lot of heat from everyone close to her. So she decided that she was going to move because she needed to get away from it. 
So she decided to move only six miles away. <laughs> I thought she was like going to go back home <laughs> where she was from. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going to go like, back to Norway. If you're walking, maybe <laughs> yeah. it's like a little bit further. I just can't handle this drama in this area. I need a new start. Let's go down the road. I'm going to move to La Porte. I'm which... going down the block. <laughs> She, but she pur- she purchased a farm out in Laporte, La Illinois. So while she was oh excuse me, Indiana. Oh okay. So she she crossed the border. Right. All right. So while out in Indiana, Belle met another man. His name was Peter Guinness. Just a few months after buying the farm. And in 1904, Belle and her husband, Peter, were working together at their new store that they had opened up. Oh, I hope it's not a candy store. I was about to say, is another candy shop? No, it was a local market where they would sell meat and produce. Oh, so just okay. Just like a little market. Cool. Yeah. Good. Peter was mainly the one who would work there from what I could understand. One day, Peter and Belle were working together at the store market. Peter, Peter was organizing a shelf, and somehow the meat grinder that was on the shelf fell and hit and crushed his oh, head. Oh, gosh. Oh, ow. Unaliving him almost immediately. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. Those things are heavy. So heavy. Jeez. So. It just fell right on his head. Surprisingly. <laughs> and so, that thing had to be hard to just push off, fall off, sorry, fall off the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like I just I can't imagine like you see something falling at you, wouldn't you get it out of the way? Yeah, you would like you. I would get out of screw that thing. I'd like dodge it. Like maybe I could see like his shoulder, his shoulder or something but, like, getting hit, but like on top of his oh, head. Unless he's like trying to stop it and like has his hands, and it just crushes his hands and his head. Wouldn't you like fall backwards? Yeah, fall backwards. That's what I'm though? saying like. like ugh. Uh, <laughs> I had to make that noise. Uh, sorry. Stop. <laughs> so, I don't know. The coroner, uh, this actually went to a coroner jury, which I didn't know was a real thing. But it, the cor- the coroner jury questioned Belle, the only person who saw the accident. And they're like, can you please tell us exactly what happened? And Belle went on to tell the coroner's jury that this meat grinder just came off the shelf and struck him ghost now since they didn't have any real proof or real reason to question her this statement was accepted as true and his death was ruled as an accident bell and peter oh by the way did i tell you i don't think i did but this is obviously a black widow story yeah. yes i've already thought about it okay yeah. is that why is that why you... that's why i'm dressed the way i am black widow black widow i figured you'd have like bright red hair I, you know, surprisingly, I couldn't find any dye. I'm a little bit disappointed. Yeah. So sorry. This frizzle true crime my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his his death was rolled as an accident. Belle and Peter had three small children together. Um, or excuse me. They had three small children and an adopted daughter. So they had four children to- total. Okay. Philip, Myrtle, and Lucy. And the 14-year-old oh. adopted daughter's name was Ginny. So Such but, cute little timeless name. I know. Um, so Belle had obviously continued on with her life. She's doing that single mom stuff. 
She also she was trying to manage the store and being a single. So mom. they were together for a while then. Um, I don't know how long they were together. I mean, enough to have three of them. Yeah. So yeah. okay. I mean, like even if she pushes one out like each year. Yeah. That's still at least three years yeah. together. So, uh, yeah. So Belle had obviously had to continue with her life, being the single mom and managing the store that she they still had. September of 1906, Belle's adopted daughter, Jenny, went missing. Neighbors and locals hadn't seen Jenny in weeks, so they ended up, you know, calling the police and saying, can you do a welfare check on Jenny? We haven't seen her. So the police uh, went over to Belle's home, and they asked her, you know, what happened to Jenny. And she's like, oh, she went to uh, Los Angeles to finish up her education. And they're like, okay. And Bell's the way that she talked to people was very like matter of factly and very almost like a she was very confident right. in the way that she talked. So they're like, we have no reason yeah. of any suspicion. So okay, she went to Las Vegas or Los Angeles. Um, Bell was feeling more alone than ever right now. So she needed, uh, she wanted company, and she also needed help at the farm because it's just her. Right. And then younger kids. Um, so she decides to insert an advertisement in the singles column of one of the leading newspapers of Chicago and, the, and other large surrounding cities. This ad said, Personal, widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in Laporte County, Indiana desires to make acquaintances or an acquaintance above gentlemen equally well provided with view of joining fortunes. No replies by letter considered unless person is willing to follow. Answer with personal visit. Oh. So. No phone call? Well, I guess they didn't have phone. Did they have? No. It was when? 1909. Yeah, I think they. Son of a bitch. I always sound stupid on this show. <laughs> um, all I know is that she's basically asking someone to come out and join their finances with hers and help her run this farm. Right. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, yeah. Phones were invented. 1876. Yeah, but probably not everyone had them. Yeah, maybe not. So she was pretty rich. She probably had one. Yeah, but maybe not everyone. So that's yeah, why she was yeah. like, or but that would be like a way to figure out if the person was rich or not. Be like, call me. You have a phone? Oh. You don't have a phone? You're not text. rich. Yeah. Swipe um, right. <laughs> so May of 1907, a man named Olay B. Budsberg was an elderly widower, and he was staying in one's was. In Wisconsin, and he have a hard time saying Wisconsin too. Win, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Wins, wins, Wins. is it Wins or Wisconsin? I don't know which one it is. Wisconsin. I, I say it both ways, just Wisconsin. so like I can like mix it up a little bit, kind of like caramel and caramel. Yeah, pecan, pecan. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Hello, Wisconsin. Hello, Wisconsin. I don't think there's an N in the ending. No, I'm looking at the spelling right now. Oh, there's, there's just an S. There's no W-I-S. N. I don't, I don't know why I put an N there. Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> so he was staying in Wisconsin. 
<laughs> he was staying in the cheesehead state. There you go. And he saw an advertisement that Belle put out. Uh, he wanted to meet Belle. Let's see how, you know, let's see what this comes of. What, what am I saying? Let's see what comes from this. He was pretty well off. He had money. He was alone. He's like, shave, I'll go. Perfect. So he also thought, like, maybe I shouldn't tell my two grown sons about this because they're going to tell me not to go and I really want to go. So he's like, I'm just not going to say anything. Perfect. It's super smart. So he goes down there, um, doesn't tell his his sons. So one evening, Ole left his home in Wisconsin and headed out to Bell's farm. Sadly, he was never seen again. He never returned. Nobody saw him ever again. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird. So bizarre. Uh, the sons of Ole, they were like, we haven't heard from dad in a while. So they go out to his house and they ask the neighbors and they're like, well, you know, have you seen our dad? And they're like, yeah, um, someone said that uh, someone told me that he was going down to go visit a lady from an advertisement that he saw. So the sons were like, all right, well, they also ask around. uh Excuse me. So they also found out that someone saw him negoti negotiating the sale of a mortgage at a savings bank, and they saw him draw out a bunch of money from his account, and this was on April 6th of 1907, and that was the last time that he was saw. Why See? would you do that? He well, <laughs> Obviously, because he wanted to prove to her that he had money. So another man named Andrew was working in South Dakota, and he also saw the advertisement. He was communicating with Belle as well, because, you know, she can have multiple men. Right, yeah. She was writing, or he was writing Belle back and forth, and he wanted to get to know her more before he moved out and met her. Smart. The more that they talked, the more that Belle was trying to convince Andrew to come out there and to live with her, stay at the farm, you know, join join, you know, finances, build a business, maybe. Yeah, normal things. Help, you know, be a baby daddy to my kids. Yeah. But I don't think she cares about her kids. I'm just... Doesn't sound like that. Yeah. they were important to her. Yeah. So, Andrew was like, this is kind of actually appealing to me. You're saying that I can work on a farm, build a business with you, and make money. All right. So... Andrew decides to head out to Bell's farm in January of 1908. His plan was to help maintain the farm and also make repairs to where they're needed. Um, so he moves out there. And for about two weeks, he was there for about two weeks when Bell had asked him to go with her and get a $3,000 loan. $98,000 in today's money. Dang. Unfortunately, they only he only qualified for twelve hundred dollars. Okay, you're so, a little bit off there. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a bummer. They were told that the check was going to be mailed to them, so they're like, "All right." So Belle and Andrew go back to the farm, and they're just like living their life, waiting for this check to come in to you know help with repairs or whatever, build the business, whatever they're needing it for. But Belle had her eyes on that mailbox, and you know. She got to it before him, and she did. 
weeks were go- going by and Andrew's like, wow, where is this check? And Belle's like, I don't know. Totally gaslighting him. Like, oh, they said it would be any day. So weird. So weird. Maybe got lost in the mail. Little did he know that she had already deposited that thing, put $500 in a, a, a savings bank and then $700 in a state bank. And she paid m- numerous large bills with it. So she's just, you know, she had a plan. She had a plan. She's like, come give me money. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So two days later, Andrew disappeared. And then Andrew's brother hadn't heard from him in weeks. And normally he would get like routine letters from his brother. He's like, I haven't heard him from him for weeks. So um, Andrew did tell his brother that he was going down to this place to live with this lady on the farm. So his brother reached out to Belle and was like, you know what, where, you know, have you seen my brother? Where did he go? And Belle was like, well, Andrew had went and gotten a loan and took off and went to Norway. Huh. Why would he go to Norway? (laughs) Just Norway. Just Norway. And, And Andrew's brother was like, that is... Very off-putting. That does not sound like him. He would not do that. Yeah, and Belle's like, I know. I thought the same thing. So weird. Hey, while we're at it, should you come to my farm? Maybe we could look for him? How rich are you, by the way? (laughs) She really did. She told him to come to her farm. Let's go see if he's there. Yeah. (laughs) And so Andrew's Sounds like like you're talking to, like, a three-year-old. Yeah, Andrew's like... (laughs) Or Andrew's brother's like, nah, dog. (laughs) Good. Because you would be like a three-year-old if you fell for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Super sus. I have free candy. <laughs> hey, you want a bike? There's puppies over here. Do you want to pet these puppies? I might go for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, Andrew's like, well, I don't like this. Andrew's brother. But then the same day, April 28th, 1908, at about 3 a.m., Belle's home was burned to the ground again. Oh, my gosh. Poor Belle. I know. Oh, what a tragedy. So when investigators got a call about the fire, they went out there to investigate. They, They go and they look at the home and find charred remains of a woman and three children. They were found inside the burned home, and when they got a closer look, it they identified the children as her children. Oh no! I know. Um, the women, the woman that was uh, burned, the investigators assumed it was Belle because I mean those are her kids, and the women kind of resembled Belle, but her head was missing. So, I wonder if it's because of the teeth. If they did that, then dental records? They did. Okay. So they also discovered, oh, I just said that. So this, because the head was missing, this led them to wonder, like, is this actually, actually Belle? Why would just her head be missing? That's so random. So weird. Um, And if it was Belle, who did this? Yeah, because clearly it was purposeful if the head is missing and the house got on fire. Correct. So investigators are looking for any leads that, you know, they any leads and they come across this man named Ray. And Ray was at the time he or at, and 
he was someone that was like her, one of her ranch hands. Uh, he would come over and help her, you know, with daily tasks and whatnot. But Belle had fired him because he was a shady person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, uh, Ray, if he's a shady person, she's the tree making the shade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Belle, like, Belle and Ray obviously didn't get along. Ray would go on to say that he had a lot of dirt on her. And, like, he would threaten her with that. Like, I have a lot of dirt on you. And so then to cover that up so it didn't look like she, he had dirt on her, she would go around and tell everyone, like, well, Ray's crazy and you can't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. Oh. So, um, and that's why she fired her. Investigators found evidence that would prove Ray was at the home when the fire started. But I couldn't find out what that evidence was. Okay. It was not discovered or um, but they had it. They had something. All right. Um, Camera footage. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray was questioned further, and he would tell investigators that there are bodies buried in the backyard. On May 5th, the investigators went looking, and they found five mutilated and decomposed bodies buried in that said backyard. One of the bodies was they were able to identify as Jenny, the adopted daughter. Oh, um, it was believed that she was murdered because she knew too much regarding the death of Peter in 1904. Okay. So the first body they found was Jenny, and then they found a second body, and that body was Andrew from South Dakota. The third was an unidentified body of a man, and the fourth and fifth were bodies of two eight-year-old girls, <gasps> which Why? I don't know where those girls came from. Yeah. On May 6th, Four additional bodies of men were also buried in the backyard, discovered. Most of the bodies that were found had limbs removed in a way that indicated to authorities that the amputations were performed by someone who was familiar with anatomy, which makes me think it would be Belle because they worked at a butcher uh, shop. Yeah. Right. So um, the theory was that some of the bodies were just too heavy to move, so they were then cut up to make them easier to move by one person. And they were heavy, so it's probably someone small. Exactly. So authorities found burlap sacks full of torsos, shoulders, limbs, and human bones mm. wrapped in loose flesh that dripped like... Uh. With, uh, <laughs> loose flesh that dripped like jelly. Ew. ew I'm so sorry. Ew. I just got goosebumps all. That was gross. Ew. <laughs> also, authorities found burlap sacks. Oh, I just read that. Don't read it again. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear all that. Many and of if the, you do, you're a psycho. <laughs> many of the schools had blunt trauma and gashes of separated from the bodies. On May 9th, two more bundles of bones, decayed flesh, and clothes were found in their private graveyard that they had built. Why do we need to have a graveyard? Oh, my God. Um, But they were actually unable to identify any of these bodies. Oh, no. On May 14th, a few bones of of one more victim were found in the ashes in the cellar and some in the shallow graves under the original hog pen. Which makes me wonder if she's also feeding them to the hogs. 
Just like that one lady. That one lady, yeah. They also found more bones near an outhouse and by the lake nearby. The bones had been crushed on one of the ends, which was very bizarre, as though they had been struck with a hammer after they were dismembered. And then quicklye or calcium oxide had been scattered over the faces and stuffed in the ears. Is that to help them smell? Yeah, and um, uh, decay faster. So a series is really cheap, by the way. Yes, it is. Yeah. A serious doubt arose as to what actually happened to Belle because she was too burned in the home. And they found the lady who looked like because they found a lady who looked like Belle who was burned with the children, but the head was cut off, which is kind of weird. So they're like, we think it's Belle, but we're not positive. Okay. They got to thinking that Belle murdered the children and several others. Maybe she lured in a woman into her home who had kind of looked like her. She then killed the women, disfigured her remains so that she could not be recognized, chopped her head off, messed up her appearance so that they couldn't identify the body. Then she set the house on fire and escaped. That's what they're thinking. Right. So Belle must have thought that, you know, they would believe this and charges, you know, you know, what am I saying? Believe this and the charred woman of the woman, there would be no further, would be Belle and there would be no further investigation. But they finally, in the ashes, found a lower jawbone from this woman. Oh, okay, okay. This was taken to a local dentist for examination. Some of the dentistry work was still visible on the teeth, which were still connected to the jawbone. And the dentist positively identified the work he did was for Bell a year prior. But here's my theory. Wait, so they identified that the jawbone matched Bell's? Yes, from the dentist. But this is my theory. Okay. She paid off the dentist. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one theory, but I was thinking that she found someone that needed dental work, and she's like, "If you go into the dentist, she was really it, smart. Put it under my name. She was very smart, and I will pay for it. I feel like she thought out everything. Yeah, although clearly she did that in a panic. That whole scheme thing that was burning her house down and killing all of her children—that was something because something went wrong. Yeah. So, um, on top of that, they found rings of the finger. Uh, on rings on the finger of the dead woman, those were identified as property of Belle, but that could be easy. She could just have given her the rings. Um, so the prosecution suspected that Belle was burned to death, but a doctor who examined Belle's remains believed that she died of a uh, she died of a contraction of the heart, probably due to some kind of poisoning. The doctor believed that this was the same poison that was used to kill her. Her other uh, and previous victims. Shortly after Belle's private graveyard was discovered, the two sons of Olay had come down to La Porte because they thought maybe they had fallen, his their dad had fallen into the same scheme. Um, and they were actually able to identify one of the unidentified, unidentified bodies as their missing father. Okay. Well, that's good. And then, Closure. yeah, on May 12th, uh, surgical instruments, the bodies were probably dismembered with, were also found in the ashes. And then on May 19th, a woman from Wisconsin arrived into town to inquire regarding her brother who had left home to marry a rich widow in La Porte 
but he was never heard from again. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately for her, the most most of the bodies were badly mutilated and decomposed, and it was um, impossible to oh, determine no. if her brother remains. If her brother remains, uh, if her brother was a victim of Bell's, uh, it had. I'm not gonna read all that because that doesn't really matter. Um, it's just basically like he took like a fifteen hundred dollar check, went down to Calif- went down to California. What the heck? Laporte and uh he was never heard from again. His okay. name was Henry. But there was like numerous stories just like yeah that of men going down to Laporte and never being heard from again. Uh so neighbors were saying that they saw Ray around the area and he was there the night the fire started, but also he, they would they had seen him around the area after the disappearance of Andrew. Ray had been seen wearing Andrew's overcoat and some other items of other victims. Oh, no. So, uh, on May 18th, authorities asked Ray where he got the items, and he claimed that Belle gave him the items as payment for things he did for her around the farm, and he had no idea where she got them. Messed up. Yeah. Then he asked, uh, then they asked where he was the night of the fire. They had evidence that he was there that right. night, but the, he didn't know that. And and uh, Ray was like, well, I was at a woman's house until about uh-huh. 4 a.m. So you're guilty. Mm-hmm. And so the authorities go and they ask the woman, they're like, was was he here? And she's like, no. And so uh, eventually, after a lot of pushing from the authorities, Ray confessed that he had burned the home down, but denied he had committed any murders. Ray also said that he and sometimes a neighbor friend would dig trenches for Bell, and they never questioned what they were for. They just wanted to get paid. On May 22nd, 1980, 1908, Ray was charged for murder of Bell and her family by means of arson. He pled guilty of arson and was sentenced to two to 20 years in prison. Immediately after his conviction, Ray's health failed rapidly, and he ended up dying in, on December 30th, 1909, so, like, a little Jeez. bit over a year later. Yeah. So, on January 14th, 1909, a officer came forward and made a public confession saying that Ray came to him after he was arrested, admitted, and admitted that he helped Bell bury one of the victims, and he also saw, saw Bell pour chloroform on other victims and then cut them up with a hatchet. He also confessed that the chlor- he chloroformed Belle and her family. <gasps> oh. Belle was pronounced dead, but whether she died in the fire or did indeed escape remains a mystery. What is with the head? I know. There was many report sightings of Belle in the Chicago area long after she was declared dead. After the crimes, the farm became a huge... I hate this part. The farm became a huge tourist attraction. Spectators came from across the country to see the mass graves. Oh, my gosh. Popcorn and souvenirs. (gasps) Souvenirs were sold for all who came out to check out this... It's a small town. I know. Hey, dead people are buried over here. Come get your popcorn. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. The crime became part of the area's history in the Port County Historical Society Museum, and they have a permanent exhibit of Belle Guinness in the museum. So, in the end, Belle is thought to have killed at least 14 people, most of whom were men she had enticed to visit her on the promise of marriage. Some sources speculate Belle was responsible for as many as 40 bodies yeah that's what i was thinking there's probably Death. more than that yeah most of the bodies were found on the on her property could never be identified they kept dna samples of each of the body in the system but nothing was ever linked to anyone Jeez. and that is another black widow story i love black widow stories. yeah that was i mean like it's i don't want to ever cheer them on no like it wasn't a good it was she's terrible but like it they go on and on and on and on and on usually and they don't because they keep caught. on trying exactly because they keep on going and going like they're getting away with it yeah it's banana Ugh, you suck bell you terrible person terrible human i can't believe she she killed her kids that's awful what is with the head though i know i wish i wish that there was more information out there yeah like i really wonder like maybe like did he he didn't say anything else he just said he admitted to chloroforming her uh-huh. he didn't say like he chopped her head off with an axe or anything nope. like your head just doesn't like pop off nope. <laughs> i was thinking i was thinking like maybe there was an explosion in the house like in the oven maybe she was like bending over or something like that and went like from the oven and i don't know whole, but like, i don't know how the fire head. happened like maybe just her head popped off from an explosion i don't know you know because you can pull your eyebrows off and stuff i you know what i think happened is i think she paid him off to say that he did that and she escaped and she did hire, she found someone that needed dental work and had that person go into the dentist under her name. Yeah, I think, I I, I agree. Because you know what? She was not afraid to kill anybody. Nope. Clearly. Yeah. Her flipping children. Yep. Those poor babies. Those poor babies. You know how old the babies were? No, I don't. Good. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a reminder on the top of my story saying, creepy voice, Nat's room. <laughs> it wasn't creepy though very like that's so creepy sweet. if it's not your voice or it's not it your husband's voice that's very creepy. weird i think that was a good story thank you <clears throat> um not too long to where it was like boring it was like constantly like i'm on the another edge of my thing, seat waiting thing, waiting waiting, waiting and then at the end I it was twist and turn. yeah yeah i was not <clears throat> expecting ray to confess good job ray kind of maybe maybe not you know what karma came back at you also, for a reason why the heck would she stay in chicago if she did escape yeah, because it was just a few miles away <laughs> <laughs> i need to go back a few miles <laughs> retrace my footsteps all right tell me a creepy story about a creepy a creepy noun with the anniversary of the titanic coming up no, april 14th okay. i am going to talk about the haunted titanic museum in branson missouri Oh, happy birthday to my childhood best friend on the 9th, Taylor Perry. Happy birthday. Oh, National Unicorn Day. That's good to know. Thank you. Yes, I was going to, I thought about doing a story about unicorns, but I was like, I've done way too many cryptids and stuff lately. So, Branson, Missouri, Titanic. So, I'm not going to get too much into detail on the Titanic because we've all all seen the movie. We've all, like, I feel like it's, even though it happened in, like, the 
early 1900s like we all know about it because of the movie and alice has seen the movie i asked her because i told her i was doing this story did she tell you that i was doing this story no i told her not to but she did tell me that uh you wanted to do another pretend story oh yeah i do and i was like i wanted to too yes i do (laughs) okay so yeah i'm not gonna go into too much detail um but I will say the RMS, which RMS means Royal Mail Ship, because it was also a mail ship. I found out a lot of cool facts about it. Mail. Yeah, like, like it was delivered mail. Also. Okay. Not male like as in a man. No, not a man. Is female. She's a beaut. She's a beaut, my man. Um, the construction for it began in 1908 and was completed on March 31st, 1912. It was at the time the largest ship at 882 feet long and could have or had the capacity of 3,320 people. Um, however, there were only 20 lifeboats on board when it could have held 48. And they did that because they the other ones weren't ready. Is that why? I believe it was. I didn't the, see why. The, it was either they weren't ready or they didn't have room for them. And so that's why they, they had room for them. Um, like just like there was room on the on the door <laughs> there wasn't well <laughs> no, it couldn't was... have held two people mm-hmm. i think no um and the 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 lifeboats that they had on board could only hold like uh 1178 people total um, yes okay and there were like a lot more than that on board yes fun fact did you know that the titanic had a swimming board or a swimming pool on board Oh, that's I, cool. I didn't. I did not know that. I didn't know that was because, I mean, they didn't show it in the movie. No, they didn't. Um, and also, the unsinkable ship was something that was actually not actually said in real life. That was just in the movie. Oh. That the, the boat was unsinkable. So, it set sail on April 10th, 1912 from Southampton, England to New York City. It was on April 14th of 1912 when the ship collided with a large iceberg and sank to the bottom of the North Atlantic Ocean around 2.5 miles down. Wow. I'm not going to say meters because... We're in America. Yes. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. You can look it up because I have to look up all the translation for meters and stuff. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I almost put it in there, and I was like, I probably should, and I forgot to look it up last minute. I got very confused if you did, so thank you. (laughs) Taking 815 passengers and 688 crew, totaling to 1,503 people. Jeez. Uh, I didn't know that with the lifeboats, like, even, like, putting, like, the women and children in them. Right. The lifeboats that were out in the ocean, they weren't even full either, which makes me mad. Like, they were not, like... Filling these things to the brim. No. Like, the, they could have put so many more people in them. And yeah. that makes me so mad. Yeah. Um, With this being a major tragedy in history, it's highly remembered and memorialized. And around the world, there are numerous museums and memorials for Titanic. But I will be talking about one in particular. um, The one in Branson, Missouri. Okay. It was built in 2000 or opened up in 2006. And it is co-owned by a John Jocelyn, who actually headed the expedition to the Titanic in, like, 1987. Whoa. And I think that that was what, remember in the movie, how, like, they had the film of, like, actually going to the ship? Yeah. That's what those were from, oh, is okay. that expedition. That was I believe actual that footage? That's, yeah, footage? Oh, I believe so. That's cool. Because um, they, they show it online, too. They just showed, like, uh, more footage from that, or bonus footage, I think, right. recently, on, like, the news or something. Oh, that's cool. 
Um, he also owns another one, another museum in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. It's, they're both pretty similar. Uh, the museum holds 400 original artifacts from the ship being worth over $4 million. Jeez. Fun fact. Okay. There is a grand staircase in the museum, just like in the on the actual ship. Yeah. And it is like pretty much an exact replica, just not as long. It's only like two stories versus like the other one was like seven. Whoa. Um, and it costs about a million dollars to construct in the museum. And that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Especially for Wait, like so the grand staircase went from the first floor all the way up to the seventh floor. I guess. It said seven I, I, I heard somewhere seven stories. Interesting. I guess that makes sense. And remember in that one story that I did a couple weeks ago, the one in um Ireland, that place that had their staircase, and they said there's only one other yeah. staircase like that, or two other staircases like that. And one was in uh a Catholic thing. I can't remember. But the other one was in the Titanic. Oh. I don't know how true that is, but I thought that was pretty cool. That's cool. So there are several, like I said, there are several Titanic museums around the world. Um, but I did this one because uh, it holds the most artifacts, I believe. Um, and those can range from personal belongings, like wedding rings, uh -huh. um, and also pieces of the ship as well. Oh, okay. And also it's been uh, investigated by Ghost Adventures, which is pretty cool. That's fun. I get more more material that way. Yeah. Um, and it looks really flipping cool. Like, I know I say that about all my places, but I really want to go to this place. It looks <laughs> really cool. Uh, so let's dive down into this. Oh. Dive down into the icy waters of the Titanic. <laughs> so supposedly around. Wait a second. Hold up. Backtrack. Okay. I also found out about the actual uh, scene of the actual wreckage, not the museum, but the scene of the actual wreckage in the Atlantic Ocean. Um the ships that pass through that area have experienced like radio interferences, including like SOS messages and calls and signals and stuff. Oh my God. They don't know where it's coming from. <gasps> and That's also so cool. other ships have reported seeing orbs in the area too. Like multiple orbs. Oh, that's freaky. And there's like nothing out there. It's in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. Um, I bet there's not even an, an iceberg out there anymore. <laughs> there is underneath probably. <laughs> Cause they I mean, talked, which that it just, I don't know. I feel like so many things went wrong that night. Yeah. <sighs> Makes me mad. Anyway, I've watched so many different documentaries on it this week, and I'm just, ugh, brings me back. Now I want to watch Titanic. Such a good movie. It is. Such a sweet love story. Is so it? Beautiful. Is it? It's so sad. <laughs> but also, he couldn't have gotten on the door, guys. No, he, it would have not floated. Busters proved it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so in the museum itself, being that it has all these artifacts, can these tragedies and all these losses cling on to these artifacts? Like, what if someone was holding a mirror and they the ship went down when they were doing that? Or, like, uh, yeah. you know, like, crying into a mirror as they're, like, really sad just to make themselves a little bit more sad? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um. So people have reported uh, overwhelming uh, feeling of emotions, 
when going near the building. I also, bet. even if there wasn't anything, yeah, attached. Yeah, to that, it's that's a, yeah. yeah, and it's it's a huge tragedy, right? Um, sounds of footsteps have been heard. Disembodied screams have been oh, heard. No. Uh, handprints on glass appear all the time, even though the crew like constantly cleans the glass because like people touch glass. Right. But I don't think that I don't think the area that the glass shows the handprints you can't just go back there and touch it because it's out of reach there's like a a A barrier yeah um but i know i'll talk about that in a minute but and also they're like child size too they're like little kid size yeah apparently there are a lot of children that died on the titanic oh i bet um i hate that we're gonna hate this next one okay Wet foot and shoe prints can also sometimes be found in the museum. That's disgusting. Who the didn't wipe their feet before they came? (laughs) It's not even raining out. Uh, The smell of cigar smoke has been reported. Uh, Display cases and doors that were locked have been found open. Um, The crew, uh, the crew that works there, dresses uh, to like resemble the maid service and just the crew on the original titanic that's cool um and so just to keep up the whole facade and they have reported that their clothing like their tie backs around their waist will get tugged and just their clothing gets tugged oh um they've also heard their names being called oh no i don't like that an apparition has been seen towards the top of the grand staircase towards the side, like he was heading up to where the guest cabins would be in the original ship. Uh-huh. Um, and this figure is believed to be the richest man on the Titanic named John Jacob Astor the Fourth. Um, I guess he died going down the ship, but he saved his wife and had her go on the lifeboats. Did she survive? Yeah. Okay. A small child has also been seen by the piano in the music room. Oh, baby. Books and objects have been seen thrown off the shelves on camera. Oh. <laughs> it's a stupid book. <laughs> and others have reported seeing a see-through figure in formal wear. Um, okay. So, the Ghost Adventures episode, I got Discovery Plus back again this week. I'm so mad. No, I I want it. I want it myself. Oh, okay. I just want it's only it four ninety nine a month. I know, I know so this. Cheap. I was like, I'll just get it myself. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but I got it so that I can like a big reason is so I can research. And I'm looking for this episode. And like five different websites say on a different season and a different episode. Oh, jeez. I eventually like find on the Travel Channel website they say what episodes and whatever. All those episodes were not correct, so I don't know where the hell this Titanic episode is, but I saw clips of it on YouTube, so I'm just going with what I found. Why didn't you just search I did. It? You did, like, the search yeah. on Discovery? Yeah. Yeah, like, I was going through each season checking to find the uh, Titanic episode, and I could not find it. That's I looked at, like, every single suggestion online of where it would be, and I could not find it. I have no idea why. That's frustrating. So y'all need to fix your stuff, Zach. You need to make sure Travel Channel has your Titanic <laughs> episodes on there. And also a lot of your episodes are listed in the wrong episodes whenever you look them up online. Zach. Calling Zach. you out. Zach. Uh, so they investigated it. And while they were like check, 
What the was that? What was that? I don't know. What was that? I don't know. It sounded like it came from over there. Did you do something? Is it April Fools? I'm not messing with you, Bree. It sounded like a water bottle. Yeah, but it sounded like it came over like it did. It sounded like it was right at the end of my thing. Are you messing with me? No, I'm not. <laughs> Alice said that she wanted to do a prank <clears throat> on you, but I was like, ah, she'll know because it's April Fools. I actually forgot it was April Fools first thing this morning, but that's okay. Okay, so they were investigating the whole fingerprint thing with right. the windows and they put like some candy and toys around the area because people say that they're small fingerprints oh, like yeah. child size they put child size candy over there <laughs> um fun size and right before the crew of the museum had left they had watched the them clean the windows right beforehand right. and so no one had touched the window since and so they were recording and on the sls camera they caught like a stick figure you like you know right. the whole stick figures yeah. going like in the window and then through the window and then afterwards they had seen that there were fingerprints like little tiny little baby kids handprints oh. like the size of charlotte's <laughs> or natalie's yeah. they were so little um but you can actually like see the grooves in them like i was like why don't you just like pick those up and like test them yeah Wouldn't that be cool i wonder if they could do that and so I'm wondering, like, and they're like, oh, my God, this person died, like, 100 years ago. Why couldn't they do that? I don't know. Like, why? Because, it, I don't know. On one of the podcasts that I listened to the, about this, uh, they had made the point that they used to work for, like, a department store where they had to constantly clean glass because they was always getting fingerprints on them. Uh -huh. And they they were wondering if maybe, like, they were just fingerprints that wouldn't come off. Uh, I don't know. But... I'm going to believe it's the babies. I think that's cool. I think so, too. Especially if they cleaned it and it's, they said that it was Yeah, they clean. said it was clean. They watched them. Um, and Zach's usually pretty good about, like, checking before him and debunking right. things. So. Right. So whenever they did see that SLS figure jump through the window, it headed towards, like, a they. it looked like it headed towards another room and towards okay. where another set of the crew were at. Yeah. And he tells them, he's like, hey, I think something just headed your way. So get your get your stuff ready and make sure you're good to go. And right. we think it was a kid. And so they put out like cookies and toys Aww. and stuff. And immediately their Oculus, like the talking thing that reads off the dictionary, says female. And then they start asking questions and it intelligently responds. And they're like, how old are you? And it says six. <gasps> like immediately says the number. And so... um, that was pretty cool. That's really sweet. Uh, they also experienced some heavy energy around the staircase and I believe like cold spots. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much I could get all I could get from the Titanic Museum. It sounds like it's a lot of like personal uh, accounts from the place. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> and I couldn't find a whole lot on Yelp. Really? I was I hoping know. that you would do I know. Yelp. I was trying to look for it, but not a lot of people. Every time I hit typed in ghost, because you can type in like certain words to like narrow your search down and I'll yeah. type ghost, spirit, whatever. And every time I type ghost, they're like, oh, ghost adventures went there. Well, ghost adventures went there. And I saw uh -huh. someone say like, well, supposedly this place is haunted, but I didn't see a ghost. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> when you go there, you are guaranteed to see a ghost. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> so as of today, um, upon coming in, 
you are given a boarding pass, which I've seen this on TikTok, featuring the name of the original passenger. And it's like an of, actual like, passenger. passenger. Yeah, that was on the Titanic. And like throughout the trip or throughout your tour, you're like, you can look up their name, find information about them. And oh. by the end of your tour, you find out if they survived or if they died. Kind that's of sad. So cool. I mean, it's like really cool, disappointing though. at the end. Yeah. It's like, oh, they died. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really neat. Um, you can also touch a real iceberg and you can put your hand. They have like a tank where you can put your hand in like 28 degree water to feel the water that they were in. Oh, I love that. And you can also experience like uh, the sloping decks at like different angles that the ship was at. And they have them like out the, in the wall and you can go and step on them. They like it's cool for like little kids to yeah. go and like step on them. Like obviously they don't understand, but right. it's still really cool. And they have a lot of interactive things in the museum. Oh, I like that. Um, and lastly, from what I found, it looked like there's like a private group called Ghost Hunt Weekends that you can join. Um, and they offer like a package dinner and uh, history and hauntings of the Titanic from a crew member or whatever. They come up and tell you about it. Okay. And then afterwards, it sounds like they close the museum and they privately go in there and like hang out there for the night and ghost hunt oh that's so, fun yeah that was pretty neat but it seems like a very harmless place to go check out but also like it's the <laughs> he looked really distracted i saw the piece fuzz that are the hair i see it right now <laughs> um but yeah it seems like a really cool place to go to and That'd be the fun. titanic like is a very interesting yeah 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 so that was the uh, Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri. Thank you. You're welcome. That was a good one. You're welcome. Can I tell you a neighborhood story? You betcha. So this one says the old, it came from uh, Reddit. The old lady who lived below, the old lady who lived below me left me multiple cryptic letters blaming me for the birds chirping too loud in the morning. Not pet birds, the sparrows outside. This went on for months. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's your fault the birds are up early. I'm sorry. I, I'll take their nests out and put them in your yard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're feeding them bird food. <laughs> um, we're going to get, see you later. Bye. Yeah. Um, check you... us out. Sorry. Go, no. Check us out on Patreon, guys. Um, We are going to be doing some bonus things soon, especially with it warming up out. Um, yeah. Not that the winter stops us, but it kind of does. It makes things not as fun. Bad and depressing. Yeah. Um, and we can, like, I can walk to Amy's house in the summertime, yeah. and I love walking to your house. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, check us out on Patreon. You can get your episodes early, um, and you get a free magnet. Yeah. So, yeah, check us out on Patreon, guys. We will be having some bonus episodes. Plus, I'm talking about doing she a kid's She came by one. and visited. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, also, we sell our merch on our website, whatswiththenneighbors.com. Mm -hmm. On there, you can find everything, like, to our Patreon, like, to our Buy Me Coffee, um, our promotions, uh, all of our episodes and subscriptions, and all that fun stuff. And we're on YouTube where you can watch our full episodes for free when they are released. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you should do the do whole that. shebang. Yeah. Um, have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring Amy, Amy out. out.
Say hi to your cats for us. Don't get dead. Meow. Ha, ha, ha.